Well, I got to tell you, the news this week is not good in many respects. But welcome to the show. Let's talk. I'm Mike, your host. This episode, I'm calling Who's to Blame? So who is to blame? Well, we'll get to that in a little while, as we always do. Anywheres, uh, any, anywheres. <laughs> Anyways, from someplace in the American desert, welcome again to the show. Let's talk. Appreciate having you here. Hope you enjoy the shows. Hope you're sharing them. And I hope that uh, you've been reading your Bibles and praying, because that's definitely where we're at and what we need today. Let's start with our prayer. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. For thy kingdom come and thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Give us, O Lord, this day our daily bread. And forgive us, Father God, our trespasses and sins as we forgive those who trespass and sin against us. Have mercy, O Lord, I pray. I pray, Father God, for the peace of Jerusalem and the salvation of thy people Israel. And I ask thee, Father, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. And I pray you in Jesus' name, our Savior and Lord, King of kings, Prince of Peace, I ask this in his name. Amen. Amen and amen. Our first scripture today, Genesis 4-8, first book of the Bible. Can't miss it. <laughs> Genesis 4-8. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. So there's the first murder right there. Didn't take long. Well, that's how evil works. Let's see, what do we got for the news? Well, I think one of the richest men in the world died, according to the news reports. Um, the IRS, or the Treasury, is saying it received a $7 billion tax payment in estate and gift receipts. That would mean that somebody worth up to about $35 billion has passed away. Did George Soros die and nobody told us? Anyways, makes you wonder. The contributor would have been at least in the 100 richest people in the world. Now, it could have come from a death, a gift to a relative. Well, maybe even it's back pay, but I don't know. Just kind of funny, isn't it? So here's this... Um, I call this give an inch, take a mile. My mom used to say that all the time when she gave us permission for one thing and we took it to the next level. I give you an inch and you take a mile. Well, anyways, so that's what I call this because, you know, the <laughs> up front, this is insanity. But, of course, in today's world and what we see and what we know is going on, insanity rules, absolutely, evil, insanity. I, I just don't know how else to say it. But then again, this one coming from California, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so this reparations task force, okay, so they're going to pay the African Americans that are eligible, however that works. <laughs> Yeah, my what just says. Yeah, the bottom line, it won't be who's eligible as in something happened or you have a, a grievance. It's going to be if you're black. So I don't know. 
Should all you blacks move to California? Because I don't know. This is crazy. But it was 600, well, it was $500 billion. Now it's six, or. Yeah, yeah. $640 billion. And now $800 billion. And they're saying they being the, the people that are, I don't know how you even say it, but I, I won't say it. How's that? It's a down payment. And more money is definitely going to be needed in the future. Are you serious? Are you? This is more than 2.5 times California's annual budget just to pay these people because they were slighted or their relatives or their ancestors. I mean, what what is going on? When does it end? You know, I mean, I've been slighted. My family during the Second World War, because we were Italians, they were slighted. All right? I mean, come on. I don't, you know, sit here and moan and groan and say, oh, I'm do something. No, you know what? Pull them up by the bootstraps, people, and move on. I knew enough African-Americans growing up and throughout my lifetime, you never heard those people complain. Well, not like this. They did what they had to. They tried to get where they could go, and that was the end of it. Nothing about you owe me. Moving along. Here's a story that I decided to, to post because... Again, what happens overseas in Europe, so to speak, you know, um, is testing grounds, okay? And much of what goes on over there finds its way over here. Now, with the way things are going and the situation in our country right now is as, well, the turmoil and, 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 and the upset, this is just, you know, one one tick away from happening here. But the story is there's absolutely just mayhem and chaos and fiery protests going on over in France, okay? Now, oh, excuse me, the political climate in France, it's been running hot with weeks of disruptive, disruptive protests and strikes in reaction to a bump higher in the pension collection age. So in other words, what does that Haley say, hon, with the pension thing? Oh, she wants to raise her, raise the age again. Yeah, this Haley. So she wants to do that here. So you see, <laughs> the match has been struck in this country. So the age of retirement, they want to raise it. Now... What, they need more money that bad? Yeah, apparently so, because, you know. <laughs> and here's the thing. That means that people, well, in France, now they got to work till almost 70. They want to do that here. So you're going to see at the Walmarts and stuff, because they seem to hire a lot of these senior citizens that need extra income, you're going to see Walmart loaded with these people if Walmart's in fact can hire them. I mean, to be honest with you, the economy's so bad. Walmart's, Amazon, there's a whole slew of these stores are shutting down. 
you got big box stores are shutting down across the country. I, I, I talked about that not long ago. You even got fast food joints are closing their doors, I, you know, by the hundreds. This is, you know, so when Uncle Joe gets up there and tells you everything is great in the, in the economy and so forth, you know, don't think about the banks that are shutting down. Don't think about the interest rates being as high as they are. You know, all that stuff. Don't worry about that. Just listen to what we tell you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, you make up your own mind, but I, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, things are so bad in this country. We're beyond the point of a tipping point or, you know, something's going to put us over the edge. We're over the edge. We done gone. That's it. Boom. Over. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. And then they deputize our Department of Justice. I'll get to that in a little bit. But they deputize these people. Which means, well, they pretty much made them into, well, like, you know, the Nuremberg trials in Nazi Germany. Because we don't agree with you or we don't like you, we're going to bring charges against you. Does the indictment of a former president come to mind right now? Over what? Something that was settled years ago? Come on, people, please. Please. And then we got in Israel. I know many of you don't care much about Israel, but I got to, you know... You better be careful there as far as your walk with God goes and Israel. But anyways, Israel's economy, major airports, all kinds of work stoppages, business owners, labor, you know, union. Because they want to give greater power to the judiciary. The people are revolting. Again, same as what's going on in France. This is a hotbed. This is not going to go away. They pretty much want to arm their the executive branch over there the, the same way that they've done it here. And the people of Israel, you know, that's interesting. In France and Israel and other countries, something like this happens. <laughs> Those people hit the streets. They're not having it. All right? They're not having it. What happens here? These, I mean, you have images of roaring bonfires in Paris, cafe tables and stuff, choked with, you know, angry crowds in Tel Aviv. Even in strike reluctant, the UK has seen workers doggedly pursue collective bargaining for wage hikes. Listen, this is not uncommon historically in Europe and other global capitals. But this is beyond the norm, as they say. All right? Quite honestly, I think it's based on much of the world right now feels let down by democracy and by leadership, which is flexing its muscles that make, you know, those of us who are just the regular guys feel even smaller. There's gas stations that I've been reading about. They're running out of fuel. 
They got no gas. I stopped at a popular station. <laughs> Every single one of those regular pumps was out of service. You know what that tells you? They're not all broken. There's no gas in the ground. Then you got higher food, you got housing, medical costs. I mean, come on. And now they're talking about bailing out these banks. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And, you know, of course, (laughs) let's beat a dead horse. Why not while we're at it? Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Of course, it's all Trump's fault. Speaking of Trump, QAnon Shaman Jacob Chansley. So he's the guy in the supposed uh, insurrection, attempted insurrection, on January 6th that wore that that headgear. He looked like, what, Tina? A buffalo head, you know. So if you haven't seen the video of him being, well, (laughs) politely escorted all around inside the Capitol building, took him inside the chambers, the Capitol Police did. Total, 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 total different story than what this committee, quote unquote, came, you know, and said. So he's being released 14 months early. Uh, Again, after the footage showed him being escorted into the Senate by cops. Apparently he's had the reduction for good behavior. That's what they say. Oh, so it had nothing to do with the fact that we got video footage of him being escorted around by, you know, Capitol cops into the Senate and every place else. I mean, just strolling along, casual as all get. You know, the Lord talks about justice. He says, I want justice. All right? In Micah 6.8, it says, He hath showed me, O man, what is good, And what doth the Lord require of thee? Get this now, listen. But to do justly and to love mercy and walk humbly with thy God. Do we see this anyplace else? Do we see this in the halls of justice in our country? I don't think so. I don't think we see it at all. It's a witch hunt time and time again. You know, I want you to ask yourself a question, please. Okay? Now, a lot of people will hide behind the flag or, you know, so forth and so on. This is America. They would never go that far. They would never do this to me and so forth. Well, <laughs> what makes you think they won't? Listen, if Soros and Bragg and all these Democrats I I'm just restrict my language here. They just pulled this indictment crap with the 45th president of the United States. Let me ask you people, what in a Sam Hill do you think they're going to do to you? Who are you? You're nobody. We are nobodies. As far as the halls of power in this country go right now, you are nothing. They're just steamrolling right across the all our rights, all our privileges, everything. Gone. Gone. 
the uh, you know a, a, a somewhat you know bright bright on the horizon, according to stories yesterday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis um, announced that he's not going to cooperate with any request to extradite Trump. He goes on to say, and I quote, the weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It is un-American. That was his tweet. Goes on, the Soros-backed Manhattan District Attorney, which is what this guy Bragg is, all right, has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and then excuse criminal conduct. And yet now he's stretching the law to target a political opponent. He finishes by saying Florida will not assist in the extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with the Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. Now, with that being said, Extradition would only be required if Trump refused to leave his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida to attend this arraignment hearing in New York. I don't think Trump would do that. I don't think so. I think Trump is willing to let this play and, well, let it be exposed for what it is, a witch hunt, plain and simple. Listen, people, these are one of the greatest, or these are, the I think, up till now, up till now, because you never know what's coming next. Up till now, these are, without doubt, some of the darkest, darkest days in our nation's history. This is, this... <clears throat> The scope and the depth of evil is beyond measure. You can't gauge this. It, it, this literally, in certain respects, makes me sick to my stomach to think that this goes on. Do you understand what this means? The truth has no place in the halls of <laughs> in the halls of justice or this administration. The truth is what they say it is at the time. Okay. I mean it's not even something that, you know, what's true today is is true tomorrow. Nah. Nah. Cause see, what was true yesterday is a lie today. Or it doesn't even exist. It's just a vapor. <laughs> Where'd you get that idea that you have the rights to, you know, free speech or carry a, a gun? And, you know, where'd you ever get that idea from? Shame on you. They're browbeating you, all of us, to succumb to their way of thinking, which is socialist, communist. It's evil. This is absolute evil. I mean, think about it. Not just this, you know, thing with Trump or anything. This is this is outright evil. Listen, you got the American, the American. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
You got the Arizona governor's, you know, press secretary. She was forced to resign, <laughs> and I'm glad to hear it. And the and the governor's office Wednesday confirmed that Jocelyn Berry has resigned. This woman uploaded an image of a woman holding two handguns alongside the caption, listen to me, listen to what I'm telling you. Alongside the caption, us, when we see trans folks. <laughs> no charges. No, no, well, she resigned. I, You know what? I should have looked to see that she resigned and still get her, you know, benefits that government employees get when they uh, retire or whatever. I, I'd be interested. I'd be interested to know that. Maybe if I think about it, I'll try to <laughs> find out by the next show. But this is, this is insane. This is insane. Let me see if I can remember. Oh, geez. What's her name? That woman. Oh yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. So instead of prayers and and so forth on the the shirt she wore on the view, it said change and something else. She had the prayer thing crossed off. She, listen. I mean, I hate to watch these shows. I can't stand them. I I tell you, I have like zero tolerance for it. I'm sorry. That's just how I am. All right. And I know people say, you should be more tolerant. You should be more understanding. Why? Why? Be tolerant and understanding of who and what? The people that want to take away my rights? The people that want to take away my freedoms? The people who are, you know, out to shoot me or kill me? Because I'm a so-called transphobe? Listen, people. <laughs> this is not just a, a small fraction. This is huge. If you don't understand by now that they are out to get you as a Christian or a patriot, if you don't understand that by now, that you are the target, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. If you still think that tolerance and, oh, everybody's going to be okay and let's kumbaya together, you know, whatever. Man, I'll tell you, you're living in a bigger fantasy world than I don't know even who. Maybe you should go back to believing in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Maybe that would help. I don't know. Or at least it would just put you off to the side someplace where you can just, you know, for the rest of your days. You can't hide from this. There's no way that anybody, really, I'll tell you, or very, very few, very few, could say they didn't know, or they didn't see, or they didn't, you know, whatever. I mean, that's as bad as the people that lived right down the street, so to speak, from the death camps. You could smell the burning flesh coming out of the chimneys day in, day out. And then they say, well, we didn't know. You didn't know. Uh-huh. Right. First John. First John. Not John the Gospel. First John. Letter John wrote. 
It says this, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Now, that's just like I've said many times. Say, well, see, it says you're supposed to love your brother and so forth. You're right. But I don't have to love their sin. I don't love my own sin. I have relatives that live a certain way, and I tell them, you know, that's just not good. But I love you because you're my relative. You understand? Let's get on to this story that happened here. This Nashville mass school shooter, Audrey Hale. She was rejected. This is according to the news reports. She was rejected by her parents who couldn't accept she was gay and trans. And we also find out she planned to shoot relatives. Second Timothy 3, 3. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Romans 1. And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God, listen, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served a creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of a woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers. Tell me this doesn't paint the very picture that we see before us right now, what just happened in this most recent thing. They wanted to have the transgender day of vengeance in Washington, D.C. They had to cancel it. They had to cancel it because there was credible threats. I'm sure there were. 
This does not, this, and this is, this is, uh, the apostle Paul wrote this back, you know, okay? And yet he paints a picture of what we're dealing with this very day, this very day. You see, because they didn't want to remain in a relationship with God, they didn't want to admit his holiness, his righteousness. They didn't want to give him the glory, the honor, and the praise. They wanted to live their lives like they thought they should be able to. Well, you know what? The Lord says, go ahead. Go ahead. You're not the first ones to throw me off to the curb. But then there's this. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Verse 28. And then in verse 29. So now they're filled with all unrighteousness. There it is in, you know, black and white. And if you read any version of the Bible that doesn't have this written such, I got to tell you, <laughs> you're cheating yourself out of the truth. You really are. This is what we're up against. These are the days of evil. This Audrey Hale was only doing what groups like the, again, the trans day of vengeance that was supposed to be held tomorrow. But this is what they're encouraged to do. Maybe you don't know this, but she was a faithful soldier in that transgender army. And she's just the tip of what you can expect to see in coming days. And I mean, you're going to see it. You are going to see it. What happened at that school, yeah, I got to tell you, it was a premeditated, cold-blooded, and rationally thought-out plan. Well, unfortunately, it was hatched, hatched, you know, by the Audrey Hale. She murdered three kids and three adults. Murdered them. That was before the police neutralized her forward movement. I'm surprised they're not trying to sue the police department. Yeah, mentally ill. You're not kidding. Yeah, she was under sight. Her own pastor was dealing with her, and you know, it was no secret. She was seething with anger. In her mind, she wanted to make somebody pay. Why do I, <laughs> you know, maybe in California, right? You got to pay. Not, not, not that kind of pay. I don't mean to make light of the situation. I'm just trying to get the point across to you. This individual locked and loaded a, a right and went into a school with the, in, with the intention of committing murder because she had issues. Seething with anger and hatred. Hatred that kind of hatred and that kind of anger. My wife said this, I think yesterday or day before. She says that's just nothing short of demonic. That kind of anger and hatred. All right? 
I mean, we all get a little angry from time to time over something, you know, but you know what? You go buy it. This is beyond normal, okay? But, you know, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here. I'm just trying to get you to understand and see. This is absolute evil. And these sorts of things, these um, incidences, amongst many others that I've talked about, these are a direct result of a nation, a people, a country, what, however, turning its back on God. Nothing short of it, people. Nothing short of it. Because I'll tell you something, when this nation was closer to God, when this nation didn't, you know, take away the Ten Commandments, when this nation still prayed as a nation and all those sorts of things, this nation wasn't dealing with that stuff. No, sir. But <laughs> proof evidence, right? This is where we're at. Up till now, the most evil and darkest days this country's experienced right here. Philippians 3. Philippians 3. For many I have told you about them often before, and even now I say it with tears. Live as enemies of the Messiah's execution stake. They are headed for destruction. Their God is the belly. They are proud of what they ought to be ashamed of since they are concerned about the things of the world. That's Philippians 3. So if you're going to understand this spirit behind this transgender and LGBT and so forth madness, and it's risen all across America, you need to understand the bottom line. Again, this comes directly from the pit of hell itself, from Satan's playbook, nothing short of it. This movement is a radical, militaristic uprising and listen now, they will for yeah look yeah yeah there you go, see, from the wife of wisdom from the words of yeah the wife of wisdom, Sodom and Gomorrah Nineveh I mean please hello, Pompeii. They're gonna force their agenda on you even if even if they have to murder you, to do it. This is plain. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. They don't want acceptance. They want dominance. They want control. They want you and me to be under their control, under this banner of the rainbow battle flag. Let me tell you, sports fans, God is judging a godless America God is judging this country, and if we don't repent, if we don't turn from this this idiocy, tolerance, and so forth, well, then we, you know what? Who's to blame? <laughs> Moving right along, here's a good one. So, 
Over the years, I used to listen to um, Charles Stanley, Dr. Charles Stanley. He's a preacher from Atlanta. And I always enjoyed his, um, well, just his style. You know, that was the first thing. He had a style about him, the way he talked and referenced things and so forth. And he was um, strictly biblical, didn't mess around with, you know, this one wrote or that one said and so forth, you know. And he, he stuck to the scriptures. Well, he has a son named Anley. Yeah, okay. Give me one more time. Take two. Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley. Now, my brother, I heard one time, listen to that fella. So I decided to, well, <laughs> check it out. <clears throat> and right from the start, I didn't appreciate Andy Stanley in his way. I mean, I don't mind, you know, you don't wear a shirt and tie. Like some, the Baptists are big on that. You know, you wear a shirt and tie to church and all that kind of stuff and so forth. I've never taken to that. I've always figured, I'm sure that they didn't all dress up nice and pretty when they saw Christ. Not that that's whatever, but that's my personal feeling. But Andy Stanley was a little more than just casual. Well, as it turns out, Andy Stanley goes all in and makes North Point Community an LGBTQ-affirming church. He hosts what's called the Queer-Friendly Unconditional Conference. So... He's now part of this mainstream queer Christian churches. And if you don't think there's more than one or two of them, you'd be surprised. In fact, do you attend one of those churches? Well, I'll put you on the spot. It's time to confront your pastor and the membership in a loving way. Or just get yourself out of there. You see, believe it or not, this kind of nonsense, this is a big thing in Christianity in 2023. These queer affirming churches. And Andy Stanley and the like, you know, I mean, they're leading the, 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 the parade here, you know. Bible doctrine in these churches is out. O-U-T. And a humanistic relativism with just a small amount of Bible speak. That's that's where it's at. I know a lot of churches are like that, even if they're not queer-orientated or whatever. Very little Bible, you know, in the church. A couple verses here and there. Reminds me of like the Catholic Church. Same thing. So, are you, you know, waiting to see what's going to happen, or do you see it? I mean, seriously. This is, (laughs) again, just like what I said, this is not going to go away. This is the trend. This is the now. This is what's going on. People... 
I watched this video, and I I I got to tell you, I was I was saddened because his father is so different, you know, Charles Stanley, the Doctor Charles Stanley. But this is what the site says: You're invited to the unconditional conference. The video shows Andy Stanley telling his followers to be more like gay people in the ministry. What? What? I don't think Andy Stanley belongs in the ministry anymore. Back in the day, he'd be, uh, hoo-hoo, see ya. But... Needless to say, why are gay people in the ministry? Hello? Stop. You have to understand, homosexuality is not a disease. And it's not a sickness. It's a sin. It always has been and it always will be. But see, society in its tolerant attitude has taken it from sin and made it into a sickness or a disease, something that can be treated with, you know, doctors and so forth and counselors and so forth. And somewhere along the line, the church stopped preaching about the fact that it was sin. I happened to catch this radio show on the Family Talk Network. Yep. Okay. So they say, on Cirrus Radio. This was yesterday. And a woman called and was talking about this some, <clears throat> some particular she mentioned, others she was less particular about, but about sin and this and that. And these women, it was all women, said nothing biblical, nothing biblical whatsoever about what, you know, this woman should do and how she should do it to, you know, get back on the right track again. How do you counsel somebody, quote unquote, a Christian counselor, that's what they call themselves, and not talk about the Bible right up front, up front. First and foremost, you know, years ago I went to college to be a a psychologist. And it was interesting because one day I don't remember what it was in particular or anything of that nature. I was reading my Bible and the Lord just really pounded on my heart and said, what part of what I created, meaning me as man, can't I fix and take care of? Yeah, I didn't become a psychologist. I learned a lot about what they do and how and why and so forth. I mean, all that being said, I did, you know, went through the course, but I didn't become one because I thought, you know what, Lord, I'm so sorry that I was looking this way instead of that. I'm not saying that understanding the way the mind works and so forth is a bad thing, but it doesn't do the sufferer any good when they don't have a biblical background, a biblical foundation 
to, you know, overcome whatever it is they're dealing with. See, the church stopped preaching that sort of stuff because it's not popular. I've said that many times before. And quite honestly, well, I guess if you're looking to grow a mega church and rake in all that money, you can't be preaching about sin in this particular homosexuality. See, a lot of the problems came from pastors started having children, and these children joined these, you know, fringe organizations, but they're not fringe anymore. They're, they're mainstream, right? LGBTQ and all that. And what ended up happening? The Bible got thrown out the window. Got replaced again by, you know, a humanistic, man-centered path to healing and restoration. That's what this show was talking about. I had to shut it off. Listen, <laughs> that's a load of crap. Homosexuality is a sin like any other sin is sin. If you won't or can't preach about it, you got no business being a pastor. Unfit for the ministry. Bottom line, mic drop, boom. And unfortunately, most of the leadership in Andy Stanley's North Point Community Church is gay affirming. They're pro-LGBTQ. I'm sorry, no. See, this is where the point is that I've made so many times before. If you're not making a stand against this sort of thing, all right, as a Christian, as a patriot, if you're not making a stand, if you're not screaming and yelling and hollering against this tyrannical government, well, like I've said so many times before, just, you know, hand in your membership card for the human race. Because, you know, what what's the point? Unfortunately, everybody, confusion and chaos is now the new norm. Is Well, this is basically nothing short of fulfillment of Bible prophecy, and it continues to unfold this year. I'm telling you, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again probably a thousand times. 2023 is a year of global chaos and confusion. Don't, don't even think anything different. Everywhere you look, you're going to see fulfillment of Bible prophecy, whether you believe it or not. That's the thing. <laughs> whether, you know, Peter didn't want Jesus to go to Jerusalem because in his mind, well, no, no, we would never let that happen. You just stay right here with us and so forth and so on. And Jesus told us, Peter, you got to start thinking like God, not like man. But here's the point. Whether Peter wanted it to happen or not, it was going to happen. It was time. You see? And Jesus, of course, knew that. We have evidence of... His his uh, his anguish and so forth when he prayed in the garden. They said he sweat. He he prayed so intensely and he he sweat like blood was coming out, and that's a medical fact. So you see, whether you want it to happen or not, I'm sorry to tell you, you better pull the bootstraps up because it's coming. 
politics, religion, economics, world governments. Just take a look around. It's everywhere in any nation. And what do you see? Well, you see chaos. You see confusion on every level. It's as if people have forgotten how to act and how to exist. It's as if a spirit of some kind, which (laughs) is exactly right, has risen over the world, the entire world, affecting and infecting people everywhere. The only difference between us and the rest of the world is we are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Through the Holy Spirit that resides within us as born-again believers, our understanding, our testimony, the wisdom we have, all these things, are much different than what the world understands or sees or, you know. It's like night and day, people. Night and day. And you got to understand that it's not anything that we are or we've done that makes us this way. It's because we're indwelled by the Holy Spirit. It's because we've repented of our sin. Doesn't mean we don't sin. But we become a new creature, a new man, a new mind, a new spirit. And with that, we understand now things that we didn't understand before. With that, we start speaking in ways we didn't speak before. I'm not talking about in tongues. But because we understand and probably most importantly, because now we have a level of urgency to share with our friends and family the gospel. Don't, you know, we don't want them to be lost. We don't want to go through eternity without them. It doesn't always work out that way, but I'm just saying, you know, do what we can. You see, confusion is of Satan. That comes from the devil. And our government is fomenting mass hysteria, confusion, bewilderment, you know. They treat us like guinea pigs in a this ruthlessly calculated and, mind you, a carefully orchestrated cold-blooded experiment. They're working to control a population while at the same time advancing a political agenda. And sad to say, (laughs) where's the opposition? You know, we have a right, we have a duty to oppose this. This is nothing short of mind control and probably (laughs) since Hitler's days, its most sinister form. With regularity. Regularity. Not anything, you know, it's not, oh my gosh, that, you know. No, no, no. With regularity, this whole country is being subjected 
to violence of the sort that just absolutely terrorizes the public. It literally destabilizes the country. And it gives the government so-called greater justifications to crack down and lock down and institute even more authoritarian policies for the so-called sake of national security, again, without objections from the citizenry. Uh, you got a few here and there. But, you know, in numbers, there's power, right? This is part of their, you know, the deep state's master plan. And understand, you know, <laughs> we talk about deep state. The deep state is just a auxiliary of the, the major power, the big timers, the deepest and darkest of the evil powers that rule this world. So all the crises, fake news, reality TV, politics, all this garbage, why, why, why? Bombarded with it. All kinds of distractions. Well, you're being conditioned like, like well, nothing short of lab mice to, to subsist on nothing more than a steady diet of bread and circus politics and endless spat of crises. The average person... You know, quite honestly, and I get it, has a hard time keeping up with and remembering all the events that have been manufactured or otherwise. And I get it. I understand. It, it, you know, it's like, you know, you go from five minutes now until five minutes later and things are all topsy-turvy. I mean, that grand jury took off for a month and the next thing you know, they hand down an indictment. Who saw that coming? But they do all this to keep us distracted, deluded, amused, and insulated from what's really going on. And all the, all the while this goes on, they amass more power, more authority, not checks and balances for themselves. They weaponized the Department of Justice. They turned it into their own arm of, you know, I don't know what to call it. It's difficult to stay focused on any one thing, especially holding the government accountable to the rule of law. And believe me when I tell you, the powers that be, they understand this, because as long as we're distracted, as long as we're entertained, and every so often outraged, but mainly remaining uninvolved and content to remain in the viewer's seat will never manage to present a unified front against this tyranny. Never. Never. Reality and fiction in this world right now, in this country, merge. <laughs> you know, can you tell real from fake? John Lennon said, living is easy with eyes closed. And that's exactly what they're doing. 
as long as we're viewers, we'll never be doers. The ramifications are beyond measure. In totalitarian regimes, like a police state, where conformity and compliance are enforced at the end of a loaded gun, listen, the government dictates what words can and cannot be used. These are our freedoms, our right to bear arms, all these different things. They say they know what's good for us, what's right for us. Well, no, you don't. No, you don't. A population, a people, a person that cannot think for themselves is a people with its backs against the wall. Silent against elected officials who refuse to represent us. Silent in the face of police brutality. Absolutely powerless against these militarized tactics and technology that treat us like enemy combatants. Is that you? Or are you standing up? An interesting thing I saw on Facebook, I thought, wow, this speaks to the the gun issue in my mind, but let's 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 read it. A rock in a rock in bad hands killed Abel. But then a rock in good hands killed Goliath. It's not about the rock. You understand? I thought that was really great. The falling away. Hype at the expense of the truth. The biggest problem, I think, with the church today is this thing of sensationalism. And it comes at the expense of biblical interpretation of scriptures. You see that the Bible provides us with pretty detailed descriptions of events to come. No doubt. You can look at Matthew 24, 1 Timothy 4, 2 Timothy 3 and 4. All these underscore the importance of discernment. All this, while we look at world events and the timeline of biblical prophecy. Now, it's a dangerous thing when you deal with biblical prophecy and end-time events to date set. Remember, Jesus said, no man knoweth the day, the hour, except for God in heaven. He said he himself didn't even know. But you see, I believe the best preparation for any upcoming disaster, any end-time event, so forth and so on, that begins with nothing less than a clear, crystal clear understanding of God's plan. God gave us today, all right, right now, 
a clear description of tomorrow. The knowledge today can save us from the experience of tomorrow. You understand? And here's the crutch of my show. It's not God's fault. It's ours. It's our fault. Not God's. God warned us about certain behaviors, spoken about that many times. We're living in a fallen world. We're living in a world where 1 Peter comes to light. 1 Peter chapter 5, it says, Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. In Ephesians 2, it says, Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. You see, (laughs) it's not the Holy Spirit at work in the sons of disobedience. It's this other spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit does not reside in, in this sons of disobedience. Oh, no, no. So when you understand this, how it is, we see that, well, our, our sin has resulted in the world groaning. Romans 8 says, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Listen, I get it. The pain can be excruciating, and it's okay to groan and ask why. All right? But in the end, we can only come to the conclusion that Job came to in the Old Testament. Job had a terrible tragedy in his life. <laughs> I mean, if you think you're having a bad day, read Job. And he wanted to argue with God about it. So God spoke to him and asked him if he knew this or that or this or that. You see, God was showing Job he knew nothing compared to what God knows. It's easy to say who's going to make it and who's not. Sometimes we can look back and see how God used certain circumstances in astonishing ways we did not understand at the time. I've gone through that many times. In Romans 8, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. Think about it. As I mentioned before, the crucifixion was an evil event. But it had in the end a morally good purpose, salvation. But at the time, you know, like I said, even the disciples didn't understand it. You see, It's the mercy and the love and the grace that we experience through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by the love of God, our Father. And that's why we can sing hallelujah, praise God, glory to God. That's why when we pray, our prayers are heard. That's why when we seek, we find. That's why when we knock, the doors open. But that's for everybody who would believe. That's for everybody who repents and comes to, as I said earlier, 
and understanding, endowed with wisdom and truth and knowledge that comes from the Holy Spirit, from God our Father. And all this is possible because Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, paid the price for our sin. And although we have to still be here and see the things we see, the injustices, the sin, and so forth and so on, we have a merciful God. Let's never forget that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Got to cut you. Got to let you go. Appreciate your listening. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you again on Monday, God willing. Thank you. Goodbye.